This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts. Dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. For a limited time, Outback Steakhouse has a new three-course meal called the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. With so many mouth-watering options, the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie oi, oi, oi. is a deal worth celebrating. With soup or salad, five bold and flavorful entrees to choose from, and a New York-style cheesecake for dessert. New York? That's not Australian. The Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Three courses starting at just $16.99, available at Outback for a limited time. Outback, no rules, just right. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Uh, tough setbacks. I mean, we just say those are chances we get to play. I mean, when 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 that ball's kicked off, you got 60 minutes to go play, right? So so they work all year and they work all all week. They take all these reps during the week. They get hit and all this stuff. You know, lift all these weights. They got 50, 60, 70 plays in the game that they're going to get a chance to play, right? Of those 50, 60, 70 plays, we rotate guys. So you're talking about 35 to 40, 35 to 40 chances you get to go out there and lay it on the line. So we played the defense plays their best ball when they get a chance to go play, you know. And and the cool thing is when you watch them run out of there when those things happen, it's just like just like we said, hey, hey we get to go play. You know what I mean? And that's that's the neat thing about it. That's the attitude we're talking about. It's like it does not matter. You know what I mean? It does not matter. We just we get a chance to go play ball. Let's go play ball. Let's go play ball indeed. Coach White, let's keep playing ball at Nebraska, though. You don't need to worry about any of those California. Yeah, don't, don't go anywhere else. Any please. of those California jobs are opening up. I wouldn't worry about those. Uh, we're back for hour number three here on Herd at Sports Radio. Robbie Lula here, Andrew Rogers, Avery Howard joining us as well. We've got you covered on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and for this final hour, KFOR in Lincoln. Avery, how are we this morning? I'm good. Hey there. Hey. Hey. I, I, I thought, I'm connecting. Sorry. I thought maybe you were going to no-show on us. I'm, I'm going to no. be honest. All right. No, uh, I was actually going to be really good on time and uh, couldn't get out of my own driveway. So people were moving in, had their moving truck right behind me. Mm, yeah. That's tough. So. Was it Was it like open, had, like the door in the back was open, they were loading things, and well, so they I s- had to like clean that part up before they moved the truck? No, I actually think it was they parked it to go like figure out where the location was because I saw them leave the truck and I was like, no, 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 no. Come back, come back. But they just moved it over enough that it was like one of those angled situations that, you know, you had to like, uh-huh. yeah. But it didn't make you happy. No, it wasn't great. I was like, shoot, they can't make fun of me today. I'm going to be on time. No. 
Yeah, Shane took the uh, the under, or at least he was praying <laughs> for the under, and uh, well, the over was a heavy favorite. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm usually like I I'm always on time because like I have like the. Are you on time like Lambo on time, fifteen minutes early, or are you on time on time? I usually like to be like ahead of schedule on time. Like I think it's like the college athlete PTSD I have a little bit. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, this is the one thing that I don't know you guys get yeah, to we, do, we obviously uh, aren't that important. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's we, what we're hearing. We didn't get uh, high on the priority list here. I see how it is. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's all good. Um, you know, we've been talking about the obviously the quarterback situation a lot about Satterfield and the offense and and all this stuff. I, I'm curious, you know, because I've asked everybody this week basically. Um, if you had to say today, who do you think ends up being your starting quarterback on Saturday? I kind of think it'll be Chubba. That's kind of what I think, too. I'm getting a lot of Sims, and yeah. I don't know how well, I feel about it. We're getting it. Sims because Sims is labeled healthy. Yes. That's why Sims' name is number one in most people's minds. Yeah. But uh, based on the, the burst of energy Chubba brought on that yeah. last drive, it's, it's easier for people to lean Chubba. Because we all know what we get out of Jeff Sims. But and there's an positive. unknown yeah. about Chubba that's a little more exciting than the known of Jeff Sims. Yeah, I think for me it's just – it's a morale thing more than anything. I don't know – I mean, Avery, I don't know if you've been in this position, and I'm not going to ask you to throw any of your teammates under the bus here, but you know, I don't know if you've been in a position where when a certain – person player teammate whatever comes on the field whether you're a fan coach player whatever and you say yeah I don't feel good about this situation because you there's a history of them either making mistakes or kind of leaving ha teammates hanging out to dry by not covering their assignments or whatever I think we've all been there at some point or mm -hmm. another and I can't help but think that's got to be creeping into Nebraska's mindset a little bit with Jeff Sims, no matter how much they like the guy as a person. I mean, I think he's at 70 plays and 10 turnovers on the season. So at a Is that good? That's not good. That's oh. actually really bad. Oh. Um, so at a certain point, you kind of have to be like, hey, um, we know you're going to turn it over. We don't necessarily want you out here. Like, I, I – does that make any sense? No, it, it does. does. Make sense. I honestly, I genuinely feel bad for the guy. Like, I feel really bad for him just because you come in this year and you have high hopes. The Minnesota game was a flash of good, you know, on despite the turnover situation. But it was like, okay, there were some promising pieces there. And then you have the Colorado situation where it's maybe one of the bigger games he's been thrown into in a long time like I know Georgia Tech has a lot of big games week after week but this is a game that's like a long-standing rivalry between Nebraska and Colorado there was so much hype around it when's the last time Colorado has been this hyped up going into a season and then he kind of gets hurt nicked up and then not only are you battling the I'm trying to get healthy but I also kind of know this hometown kid is probably going to take my spot here and be a fan favorite after winning two games at home when he hadn't had two games to get under his belt to win at home and then every single time he comes in it's thrown into a crap situation he's already probably mentally trying to figure out what the last time it was when he stepped on a live football field in a situation I don't know just watching him after the second turnover 
last weekend. He just went over to the medical tent, kind of hit himself behind the corner. I watched him get on a knee, take a few deep breaths. I don't know if he was talking to someone or something, but he had a few moments of conversation by himself. And I watched him. The fans booed him at one point pretty quickly. And uh, as he went, they jogged off the field. And I just can't imagine like what that's like to be in a new environment. They, you know, everyone loves the hometown kid. Heinrich's made his fair share of the same amount of mistakes that Jeff's made, but they're going to cheer their heads off for him when he gets called in the starting lineup, right? And so I understand why people aren't Jeff Sims like fans. I, but I, then, you know, he shook it off. I, tr- I watched him go like try to get his teammates a little rally. Hey, that's on me. I'm sorry. Like, let's whatever. Um, I just think the situation's tough and it's mm-hmm. your first year here. So, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, the feelings are probably pretty negative towards Jeff right now, but I, I do genuinely have a really soft spot in my heart yeah. for him and so, just wishing the situation would have started a little bit different. Some of that stuff I, I completely mm-hmm. agree with. Some other things, though, just to base off of points, like we'll, we'll, we'll start with the cheering thing with Heinrich. Uh, I think the I, cheering I think, is over for Heinrich. Well, I, I, <laughs> right. I, I don't know if it was ever like – you know, so-called like, oh my gosh, it's Heinrich, like we're going to win this football game. I think it was more like, thank goodness he's the best of the bunch. Right. Right. And so right. they're cheering because it's just like, oh, thank goodness it's him and no, not right. somebody. And, but For it, sure. it's not like, oh my gosh, it's J.J. McCarthy getting, no. you know, called his name. No, it's yeah. not. Um, so that, that, there's a little difference there. The stuff that you bring up though with like the mental side that Jeff has had to overcome mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. And I would completely agree with that. But even early on in, in the season, after the Minnesota game, it wasn't the, oh my goodness, like we saw some good things from Jeff Sims. It was, gosh, this defense is good. Sure. And the defense yeah. just got the love right away and, and consistently has mm-hmm. been the biggest piece of it all. But the Colorado game's a good example because of the hype that Dion brought in with it and the rivalry between Nebraska and Colorado, and it's just not going his way. And then Heinrich had some easier games. Start, I, I, yeah. I think we can all admit mm-hmm. that. He had some easier non-conference games that were better positions to be thrown into than what Jeff Sims right. has had. And part of me wonders if Sims had been healthy. So he goes, has the tough start, uh, gets 0-2 uh, with Minnesota and Colorado. And that was my follow-up. Well. And then if he had been healthy for Louisiana Tech, Northern Illinois, is he able to get this thing back on track? I mean, he's got a pretty long track record of being at least a competent Division I Power 5 quarterback, and that's not what we've seen this year. I mean, he has not been a competent quarterback this year. Uh, whether we like the guy or not, just from on the field, he hasn't. So, you know, I wonder if he had gotten that chance to kind of get right in those two yeah. group of five games, yeah. if he would have been able to turn it around. Now, obviously, we will never know. Uh, what we do know is after those two games, Heinrich turned it around the other direction mm-hmm. and kind of turned into a Jeff Sims clone in terms mm-hmm. of the turnovers that he was he was causing there. But it's just a, you know, I, I do feel bad for Jeff Sims on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a, I don't want to say professional level, but, I mean, we're let's be honest, college football at this level is pretty close to a professional sport. On a professional level, you just have to be like, hey, the guy's not getting it done. Yeah, and you also know this comes with it when you walk into being a starting quarterback. So I understand that part, too. There's there's a comment in the section that I want to ask you guys now. Someone said he shows zero emotion when he continues to mess up. He has zero competitive spirit. And I have a really – I'll be honest, I have a really tough time with that because Uh I remember sitting in the stands during – I was in college, and uh, I remember someone said that about Adrian behind me, Adrian Martinez. Uh And someone said he just doesn't care. He doesn't want to be out there. And because we see a calm, cool collectiveness of an athlete, 
does that determine that we think they don't care? And I'm going to make a baseball reference because my brothers are pitchers, but mm. they can't show emotion on the mound after they just walked three guys. Yeah, you don't want them to. No, you can't. And you want them to be fired up and to make a response, but they have. you're the leader in that moment, the quarterback's the leader. When they start showing panic and this – Emo- like there's a there's a point that you have to stay pretty even keeled. I mean, we watched Talia Tagovailoa outwardly show a lot of emotion mm-hmm. this past weekend, and it was criticized. Yeah, it was. Oh no, Maryland might self implode here. Look at they're pointing fingers and they're freaking out. So where do you where do you draw the line and where do you balance that? Because I feel like it's an interesting thing to say that someone doesn't show emotion right. and I, therefore they don't care. Emotion's the wrong word. Yeah, fear is probably the right mm-hmm. word because Jeff Sims shows fear when yeah. he's out there. Mm-hmm. And I think he is scared to yeah, make hesitant. a mistake. Yeah. And that leads to hesitancy and that leads to, um, you know, a other thing. And you, you can toss any word into the mix, but emotion isn't the right word because you have to kind of stay blank. Mm-hmm. You don't want to like show too much color on your page. I brought it up during the World Series when Nathan Avaldi walked three guys and it was the fourth inning and nobody out. <laughs> he didn't show a lick of emotion, mm-hmm. but he was able to get out of it. It's about how you turn a negative situation into a positive, but I just don't know if Jeff Sims has enough confidence in himself mm-hmm. to do that right now. There, yeah. There's a separation between emotion and fear, yeah. and I think fear is the the yeah. more appropriate word. Yeah, I mean, I, so it's kind of funny because this is a very results-based conversation, right? Yeah. When somebody doesn't show emotion and things aren't going well, yep. then we say, oh, this guy doesn't care. He doesn't have competitive spirit. But then you have Joe Burrow, who maybe the thing that we like most about him is how cool and calm and collected he is. Cool and like, Joe. And literally like sociopath levels of lack of emotion. And we're like, man, isn't it great? Nothing rattles this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's essential. And listen, I'm not even saying Jeff Sims is doing that. Uh, but... It's essentially the same thing. It's just, hey, when things are going well, it's just seen as this huge positive. When things are going poorly, you can either say it as, oh, this guy doesn't care, or he loses his cool and, and loses his emotions. It's like, I, you know, I, I don't really read too much into stuff like that um, because a lot, of, I mean, you know, Tim Tebow, super fiery quarterback, not exactly the guy you want running your NFL franchise. Great in college, sure, and it worked for that team, but. You know, there's a lot of things on that team that I don't want going on for Nebraska in terms of some of the people on that roster, right? So it's, I think, a very murky place to be because I think it's so circumstantial um, based on on what's happening Mm -hmm. and what the results end up being. So I I don't really love getting into that part of it. Um, I I do – so I I heard a rumor this week, just just sticking on the quarterbacks, that – Rumor has it. uh, You know, I love a rumor. Uh, coaching rumors, transfer rumors, they're my favorite. Uh, but I heard a, a gossip guy. I, well, you know, in, in sports at least. Um, the, <laughs> uh, the, I heard a rumor this week that Chubba was supposed to get surgery on that groin in season. Maybe as soon as this week. And that has been postponed. Um, it's a reasonably good source where I heard this from. I wouldn't say it's locks like 100% lock, but I feel pretty decent about it, enough to say it on the air. Um, and now that he's not having that, it leads me to believe yeah. that, A, two things are, are either true. They want him to play, or Harburg's injury is bad enough that they think they're going to need him at some That's point as I'm the primary too, backup. That's what I'm thinking, too, because then if Jeff goes and Heinrich's out, now you're down to what, one guy? You're down to long ball or Jack Wochi basically, at that point, if – if Chubba has the surgery. Right. So either 
in my mind, that means either Harburg's injuries, probably, I don't want to, I mean, you only have two weeks left. That might be a season ender with a high ankle sprain, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's within the normal time yeah. frame. It, it's four weeks is. It sounds dramatic minimum. to say season ending, but just where we're at in the season, it could be. Yeah. So it's either, I think that, and maybe both are true, or they want to see Chuba in there as the starter the next couple of games. Like that's, so I think it's a little interesting piece of information. I don't know how much it changes anything, but I, in my mind, I do think, uh, maybe, I don't think we're seeing Harburg again this year. Yeah. Unless they get to a bowl game and it's a deeper sure, bowl Sure, yeah, but I mean regular season. Yeah. But still, if you get to a bowl game, do you want somebody that has been, you know, sitting out for the last four or five weeks, or do you want somebody that's at least been getting the reps constantly? And let's that, say, that would be the question. And let's say Chubba on. plays well in the last two games. You probably want to give him a month of practice or a couple of weeks of practice, whatever their bowl game would land, and say, hey, let's let's see what this guy does. With That would be the first time in his career he would get an extended period of time as the guy getting number one reps. And I don't know that people always appreciate how useful that is in terms of getting a full off season or getting a full spring or even an extended period of time like the different the end between a regular season and a bowl game to be the guy and get that level of reps I think is way more crucial in people's development than than maybe we realize so um, it'll be interesting to see and you wonder you know if they do make a bowl game do they do they put off the surgery even more you know, do they put off the... Yeah, at some point you have to think about the athlete over the situation. Yeah. And um, you have to also think about, okay, would you rather have him for a bowl game or would you rather make sure he's 100% healthy for winter conditioning and for the spring game if he's planning on coming back? Like, you, you kind of start to have to weigh those things, but I, I think it's safe to say it's not happening until after Iowa. Well, it's interesting, too. The Elliott Brown situation is what this makes me think of. Um, you know, coach saying, like, no, you're not going to be on the sidelines, you know, helping, you know, Coach McGuire and calling plays and things like that. It's it's going to be you're going to get the surgery. So it's interesting to see kind of like the difference here by if, if going off of what Ravi was saying with his source, if that indeed comes out to be true and he Chubb is a guy that needs surgery, knowing that the coaching staff is like okay with Chubb sticking around, I don't want to say that that shows desperation, but it just shows that. Uh, they're in need of him being there in that room and competitive and possibly starting um, from a week-to-week basis or at least coming in. Like we, we heard Satterfield talk about, hey, we're going to use all three quarterbacks. Is that a recipe for success? Obviously not, but it, it's at least giving you options throughout the game if something were to go wrong because we've seen over weeks and weeks ago turnovers have been an issue uh reading and executing throws have have been an issue so if that's not happening and that's not going right and say Chuba does you know go get his surgery uh, you know all alluding to that fact Mm -hmm. well can you trust Luke Longball to like step up and and be like that next big thing or or somebody else younger in that room to step up and be what you could expect out of Chuba versus Sims if things went wrong it's a tough situation for the staff to really be in I also think as a staff, I it might be one of those surgeries that, hey, we were going to go through with it this season, but it, but it also could have happened after this season. I don't think they would do anything where it's like, well, this had to happen in season. Now we're obviously going to. Yeah, I don't so, think it's like detrimental. Yeah, it was one of those maybe a timing situation. It was going to be fine. Maybe Chubba just wasn't going to be necessarily be in the picture this year. Let's just get you on the health track and get you kind of jump-started for whatever next season looks like. and because of circumstances obviously I think it's like one of those that you know it doesn't have to happen right now let's give it two weeks and that's not going to make anything worse kind of situation but I can't imagine the staff either would you know make that 
personal decision for him. Yeah, well. well, and you know, it goes kind of kind of back to what we heard Rule say this week about Elijah Robinson, right? Like, there's some coaches that are in it for themselves, and there's some <laughs> coaches that are in it for the players. And you know, I, I think I fully believe that Coach Rule is one of the guys that are in, that's in it for the players. So if, I don't think he would ever do anything that was no. actively detrimental to Chubba Purdy. Um, but it's also one of those things that's like, well, okay, if he's not going to play, let's get the surgery done as soon as possible so he's, he's ready to go, whether he wants to you know, try and graduate and transfer or be around for spring and, and, and winter conditioning, um, whatever the case is there. But um, Avery, I'm curious how you're starting to feel about this Wisconsin game. Mm-hmm. I know for me, even just a couple weeks ago, I looked at it as kind of this daunting task and going up to Madison and – this team but Avery likes Madison. Sure loves do. Madison. Loves East Lansing. Loves Madison. Loves all the opposing teams. Um, uh. I. That's great. Thanks, Shane. Can I have that actually? Um, let me go. Yep. Good. Any more? Okay. Do we have an East Lansing one in there too, Shane? <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I get that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 We're done. <laughs> yeah um what was i gonna say uh, see this was me when i was making fun of you guys the cha- oh, tone i don't think so the tone uh, of my voice uh, definitely uh, changed oh, oh that, i i love voice. boulder no what i was saying was <laughs> <laughs> it's so great okay so much nature what i was gonna say was i like the it's opposing pretty neat. Okay. All right, Madison. I was going to say, I like the opposing places we've traveled to. Sure, yes. Um, but in terms of the actual football team, not that long ago, I looked at this as a pretty daunting task. Yep. Now Wisconsin looks like they're in a similar place, maybe a worse place than yeah. Nebraska at this point. How have you kind of – how have your feelings about this game changed as – both Nebraska and Wisconsin seasons have started to take on different tracks. Yeah, well, we'll talk about this in our preview because when I was looking at the comparisons of the two teams, it's kind of like a little bit eerie, like how similar. It's and a I, Spider-Man meme. It's, yeah, and it's weird because I think I say it's it's odd to see these two teams look as like side by side just with the obvious, the two mm-hmm. new head coaches, two head coaches that were highly regarded. Uh, you have two teams that are five and five. The bowl game continues to linger over. You have backup quarterbacks at play here. I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume even if Jeff Sims playing, I'm going to have him considered a backup situation or mm-hmm. an uncomfortable situation. You have Tanner Mordecai goes out earlier against Iowa. Now you've got a kid that's you know, just trying to, you know, step in. And then you have two teams that are on a two-plus losing streak. So, I don't know. I think it's an interesting situation to uh, – to see Nebraska play Wisconsin and them not seem as like you said daunting, daunting. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the thing that I that continues to make me nervous is that it's a night game away on the road, and no matter Wisconsin's a similar situation to Nebraska, like their fans are going to show up. They've got great traditions, you know. Madison got, gets a little crazy, yeah. Too. It, and it does. They got their old jump around situation, and they've got things that they do before the fourth quarter, like Nebraska does. Like they've got their deep rooted things. This isn't going to be a night game at Illinois or a night game somewhere else where it's you know fair weather. Uh, it'll still be intense and I think the thing that's interesting too is you know Luke Fickle last week said you know something about this the the embarrassment he put the embarrassment word out there and I think that's clearly I I assume I assume the first time his players heard him say that wasn't 
publicly. I assume that was probably spoken within the locker room we first. Hope so. As a player, I would hope so. I assume, and I think Coach Fickle's a good enough coach that he knows what that word carries. Mm-hmm. That I think that might be something that hey, we need to start looking in the mirror because this that was embarrassing for Wisconsin. I assume that had something to do within the locker room before it was said publicly. That that's an immediate challenge without challenging, right? Like this, players are like crap like new head coach just said we are embarrassing like you know that's so they're gonna play with some revenge Nebraska is gonna want to play with some revenge so it's one of those I've said it for like five weeks now it's like who's gonna respond like aside from the football who's gonna mentally show up and respond you know the other point to that too is the players reacting the same way in that embarrassment and speaking the embarrassment so yeah. it wasn't just like hey I heard it from coach no right. I feel it no too. I feel it too. like mm-hmm. and good athletes recognize the fact that this isn't this isn't anything what what we thought it was mm-hmm. going to be leading up to this week. So revenge is the perfect word to use for that team because they'll have a little extra spark, a little extra yeah. motivation. It's it's a rivalry game. I know we talk about like rivalry games like you know throughout, but like it seems like Nebraska has like four or five different rivals literally. Um, if if you kind of like date it back, so uh, the worry for me more is it seems like Wisconsin at least has the pieces to be successful. Like, they have a starting quarterback that, that is proven. They have a really good big-named running back who hasn't shown enough yeah. this year yeah. but has in the past. It's just a matter of if those pieces are enough, if that so-called talent is enough to give you the W. At this point, I'm not sure. Well, let's see if Avery's talent and guess who translates to a new game today. Uh-oh. That's coming up next here on Herd Sports Radio.